Beyond the Pale Ale, with Matthew Stewart. Hey everyone, this is Matt with Simplistic Reviews with another episode, actually the penultimate episode of the first season of Beyond the Pale Ale. And as I always say before every show, I always say it's a special guest, but this is a super special guest, a super kind guest, a, uh, a mensch, if you will. Um, I got JT Stell Mac. I got it right this time, I think. Yes. Nailed it. JT Stell Mac from Holy City uh, Brewing. And now, should I say it as Charleston, South Carolina or, or North? Is it North Charleston, South Carolina? North Charleston. Yeah, we've kind of pivoted to that. Okay, cool. So I got JT from Holy City Brewing from North Charleston, South Carolina. Thank you so much for joining the show and, uh, you know, actually sending me some awesome beers as well, too. So I got to do a little little homework, you know, some fun homework uh, before we got on the show. So thanks for being on the show, dude. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And uh, I'm always happy to support the cause. We're all we're all in the cause right now. It's it's a very specific cause right now. So uh, and I know uh, Greg uh, Safaro. He put me in touch with you and everything like that. And Greg is a friend of the show. He's helped with numerous skits and everything for the Simplistic Reviews podcast. So it was mighty kind of him to put me in touch with you. And you were super like on top. As soon as I emailed you, you were like, "Yeah, man, let's do the show." And, and it was awesome to get that response back right away. Yeah, yeah, happy to help, man. Greg's a good friend of mine, and uh you know with, with not a whole lot of action going on in the streets <laughs> per se it's pretty easy to jump on emails sometimes yeah it's like oh i'm just waiting for oh an email i got a bing it's like yes yeah. i can finally email somebody back <laughs> so um um I, we're gonna drink beer and you're already sipping on beer right now as i see we're doing this on zoom by the way so podcast doesn't really go well with the uh, visual aid but at least i'm seeing jtgt seeing me so um, well, you sent me quite a quite a bit of beer, my friend. Um, but since you're already sipping on something, what are you sipping on to start to show off? So I sent you. I apparently I sent you my whole stash that I have in my fridge. Oh no, damn! Uh, so you didn't, didn't have any left. Come on. I will. I mean, I live like two blocks from the brewery, which isn't okay. a bad deal. But I've actually got a beer from uh, Revelry Brewing, which is here in Charleston. Mm. Uh, I've got their Red Five standing by, which is a uh, Photorage Flanders. Oh, so you're going, oh, you're going fancy with the whole thing. I, I, I popped a bottle for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess it's, it's, it's a celebration. We're celebrating. I, so, I didn't know how long this thing was and the fridge is downstairs. So it's like, <laughs> if I bring two beers or one big one, I don't know. See, I brought two cans up with me that you sent. I sent something light and then sent, sent something, also brought something else heavy. So cool. I got, I got the Bubba Blonde on me right now. I'm going to pop this one right now. So, yeah, Bubba was a cool beer we did. They're actually like a fishing knife company, uh-huh. uh, Bubba Blades, if you're any bit of an angler. Uh, so they were kind of trying to do like a like a lifestyle beer. They're kind of like pivoting to like a uh, being a brand rather than just making knives. <laughs> um, so they wanted to do like a light crushable beer for the coast of the Carolinas. So it's a nice easy drinking Celis East Blonde Ale. Yeah. Like a little bit of that kind of like Hallertau Blanc hop to it. Um, nice and smooth, easy drinking, not a, certainly not breaking any, uh, no, uh, idea barriers for sure. But no, I like it because it still tastes like a blonde, but it has a little bit of that hot bite on it a little bit. So yep. it has, it has something to it. It's not just your typical run of the mill blonde where it's like, yeah, it's a blonde ale. There's nothing really to this. There's something else kind of going on. I like yeah. that. You've started that. using this, 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 it's called Hallertau Blanc and, uh, 
it, it comes off like white grapey, just like, yeah. you could, mm -hmm. like, like you'd expect kind of as a, like a Blanc or a white wine kind of grape to it. Yeah, I like that white wine kind of bite to it, a little dry, a little bit of a bite to it, but still finishes like a traditional kind of Blondale, you know, just light, easy drinking, crushable. So yeah, I think it's like four, eight, nice and nice and approachable. Come on, man. It's 5.1. You don't know your own oh. beer. Come on, bro. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so JT, tell me about Holy City. What do you, what do you, what are you guys all about down there? Uh, I've, uh, I'm, a, I'm friends with um, Maddie Hargrove from um, Blackberry Farm Brewing. Yeah. Um, when I mentioned to him that uh, we were actually going to be talking together, he's like, oh, wow, yeah, JT's a great great guy, great brewery, and everybody I've spoken to here locally, too, who are maybe recently have traveled to Charleston or from Charleston, they're like, yeah, Holy City was one of my go-to breweries in that area. So, I mean, two, two pe at least two people that I know that who I – would Those consider are good friends. Yeah, pretty good <laughs> recommendation too. When Blackberry Farms calls you out, it's always a good day. Um, yeah, we've been around the beer scene, especially in Charleston, for a while now. Uh, we're act we'll actually turn nine next weekend on the twenty oh, first. Congratulations! Thank you, man. Yeah, so we were the fourth brewery in Charleston. Um, we were up to like thirty one now, I think. Um, and sometimes, like especially when it comes to like your Nashville, Tennessee's, or your Charlottes, or these kind of markets that are, you know, we call regional. Mm -hmm. uh, the best advertising we can do is just being from Charleston. Yeah, uh, We've got so many tourists that come to town and beer tourism is such a thing that having a tap room and having clean, easy drinking beers that are approachable has always been uh, kind of our MO. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not, like I said, kind of pushing the boundaries of creative beers, if you will, or uh, we're not trend chasing a whole lot. Um, we tend to do pretty standard like core German mm -hmm. and American style beers so uh, like I sent you kind of our four core lineups which is our Pluff Mud Porter mm -hmm. uh, that's really our most well-known beer uh, where it's a 2012 GABF gold medal winner for Brown Porter um, so a huge accomplishment in our first year really being open yes uh, light and body easy drinking it's it's weird to think of a brewery uh, in the low country South Carolina doing a porter year-round as your flagship <laughs> beer it's not, yeah, it's not exactly year-round drinking down in Charleston, down yeah, like but, this swampy area. But that's, that's area. kind of the idea behind it. So for a lot of like diehard Porter Cats, they're like, it's not big enough. It's not roasty enough. Uh, so to me, it kind of drinks more like a brown ale, but mm -hmm. uh, gold medal Porter style. Yeah, uh, We've got a Hefeweizen that we do year-round, uh, South German style Hefe called Washout Wheat. Uh, that's a bronze medal winner out of GABF as well. Um, so a couple of big awards on those beers. Um, uh, I sent you some of our Pilsner, Holy City yep. Pilsner. The Pilsner, Pilsner was Pilsner. fantastic. I, I drank those first because I was like, yeah. oh, I want some crispy <laughs> boys. Give me some traditional crispy Chris boys right Keith. now, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And really, uh, it's a beer that we'd always – it was really our first beer that we made. Um, our head brewer, co-founder, he got his start with, uh, like, Gordon Biersch. Uh, he went to school for brewing yeah. and then kind of brewed with Gordon Biersch. And they do German ales and lagers. Mm -hmm. uh, so he brought that Pilsner recipe with him and we've been crushing it. And just last year we moved into a new production facility. So we were brewing on a 15 barrel system on Dorchester road, a little like 15,000 square foot brewery. Uh, we just moved over. Uh, now we're brewing on a four vessel, 30 barrel system from Sprinkman, uh, basically quadrupling our ability to make beer. Uh, the old tap room can fit in our new walk-in. Oh, wow. Uh, Jeez. And we've, got, <laughs> so we've got 120 horizontal lagering tanks now, uh, which has allowed us to can the Pilsner, get it into grocery stores, because 
it's about an eight week ferment and lager on that for us. As so, it should be if you're making a good pills or yeah, lager, so we, you know. So we'd, never, we'd never be able to keep up with it as grocery stores go. Um, so that was a big one. And then I sent you some overly friendly IPA. Those, those are, that's like yes. a classic West Coast style IPA. It's, it's a forgotten, a forgotten, uh, forgotten style, which yeah, seems to be well, coming back though now in a, in a big way. Yeah, yeah it's well balanced. It's filtered. Who would have thought? <gasps> filtered uh, IPA? No way. Yeah. Well, we run it through a centrifuge a little bit, but it's a classic American like West Coast IPA. Um, and then we do a bunch of, so those are kind of like our four cores. You'll find those, especially down here in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Harris Teeters and Publix, they're really, they're the, really the big ones here. Uh, and then we are always putting out kind of like new stuff. Um, I think you got some of our rotating sour that's out right now. The yeah, you sent me the strawberry, the strawberry goza. Yeah. No, yeah, strawberry Berliner, but yeah. Berliner, just, yeah. Um, so that's part of like a rotating series. We've got a sour IPA that we just didn't have any of called Sparkly Princess. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a pink can with a uh, kind of quirky name and it's a sour ipa so yeah. that's well, like I, I love the can art for the strawberry just like this very debonair looking strawberry head gentleman type thing, yeah so. <laughs> so we caught like fire a little bit a while back we did it used to do a beer called chucktown follicle brown uh, and we put we did it for the south carolina the south carolina southeast beard and mustache championships uh the charleston beard and mustache society so they host these things in charleston and it raises money for women's charities yeah. they're a really good group of dudes so Paul Roof, who's on the can as a strawberry on the one you have, uh, he's the commander of the Beard and Mustache Society. He was also a professor at uh, Charleston Southern. And okay. they f- we used like his the actual like picture of him, just like dressed blended. up like that, yeah. not a strawberry. <laughs> and they fired him because it was like a what? Baptist college. So they just kicked him out. Because it was it was beer related or it was? It was beer, yeah. They, I, wow. I mean, they're a private school, so they can kind of do whatever they want. But, uh, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they, they said we don't want that a part of our university, and uh, it was bad for him at the time, but now he's he's like a brand with it. He's, he goes by the beer can professor. He does speeches all over town. He's a humanitarian, a doctor of sociology, uh, all so, around. So you actually helped him out, so you, 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 got, you got him out of one, one position. It's like, good. Oh, I can finally be myself now. <laughs> yeah, yes, but that, that was weird. That, like, caught on to, like, Oprah and like it was on Comedy Central a few times so uh, I feel like I remember weird. seeing this like a while back because when I when you when, when you sent me the beer and I saw the can I'm like why is this so familiar there was something about it where it was like I feel like I've seen this or seen some sort of like lampoon on it or something like that or some some sort of like comparison to it and yeah it's definitely like a news of the weird yeah, it's like when you reach like the deep dark side of the internet or something. Like that. When you've run out of internet, it's like here's this weird random story out of uh, North yeah. Charleston, South Carolina. Professor is fired because of beer can or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, you got to filter through the dust a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, a whole bunch of just crazy beers we've done through the years. I mean, our tap room's got forty different beers on tap that we make, um, so we're always kind of cranking out new small batch stuff and trying to can a little bit. Uh, we're not into that whole like labeled can change it up every week kind yeah. of thing. So just you're, not I mean, our, our cup yeah. of tea. You're looking for like some stability with the cores and then you're having fun with like, you know, doing three, four, five, maybe specialty beers or something like that. Exactly. Now, are you guys only canning or do you guys do some bottles or is it cans only at this point? For you uh, we're pretty much just cans. I mean, we do, we have a hand filler. So mm-hmm. uh, we've got a, a fooder and a couple, uh, two fooders and a cool ship. Uh, we do some barrel age stuff, so we're like we'll b- hand bottle 
uh, small batches, you know, like mm -hmm. 50 cases pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and sell them out the tap room only really. Occasionally they'll go out to like festivals or something like that. Okay. Cool ship though. That's, that's interesting. To, I mean, we have, we're yet to like actually crank it up. So we got it like kind of installed probably like right about March, right? When everything kind of shut down. Yeah. But in Charleston, that's kind of past season already because it's, it's already it's too hot. too damn hot to even do yeah. anything cool because every, any, any wild yeast or anything you're going to catch in that cool ship is going to like, yeah, I'm dying. I'm melting inside this cool yeah. ship. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that thing's cruising in the fall for sure. Awesome. The, food, the fooders are inoculated and uh, the beer's rolling in those. So very See. cool. So um, before um, Holy City, well, what, what's kind of like your background? Has it always been Holy City, or what was kind of like, what, what was your what was your uh, gig or deal before uh, joining the the crew over at Holy City? Yeah, uh, I grew up in New England and then went to school at Clemson. And when I left, I just kind of moved to Charleston. Uh, I kind of missed the ocean, but not the weather in New England. And so I moved down here and loved it. Uh, I I kind of just fell into F and B. Okay. Um, was waiting tables, managing restaurants. Eventually, mm -hmm. I was running this bar uh, on Daniel Island, and I met uh, one of the guys who was starting up Holy City. And I remember he's like, "Yeah, I'm opening a brewery." And this is, you know, 2009 maybe. And I go, "Oh, cool. Good luck. Good luck with that." <laughs> yeah, like, right. Oh. Uh, and then come 2011, I was like, "Hey, bud, I uh, I quit my job and I'd like to come work for you now." Uh, so I was actually like the second employee they ever hired. I've been with them for uh, eight years now. Um, I've done everything kind of, I've washed kegs and brewed beer and cleaned tanks. I ran the tap room for a few years. Uh, now I handle distribution and sales. I'm like a rep with what most people would say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, God, you know, man, I'm only God one bless you. Three, you know, Scott, yeah. they're fighting a good fight out there on the sales side. So yeah, I'm the only one for three States. So it's a little more than that, I would say. Oh, wow. Okay. I handle more distribution. I call myself the sales and distribution manager. I mean, as you should, I feel yeah. like if you're doing that much work and you've been with them for eight years and you've gone from yeah. washing kegs to doing this, it's like, you could, you can kind of call yourself whatever you want at this point now. This point yeah, right that's now. Pretty much, I pretty much was able to, I was the parking lot attendant for a while. Uh, but yeah, I work, I work for some really cool guys. There's four principal owners there. Each is as great as the next and uh, love my coworkers and the gig's nice. Well, how was just um, Charleston in general? I mean, um, I kind of, I know some South Carolina breweries. I mean, I know the big one out of Charleston is what, what Foothills is like the big one out there. And I know Foothills is up in Durham. Or, up in Durham. Okay. Is that West, North Carolina? Okay. Westbrook's probably really the most well-known. Okay. Westbrook Brewing. Westbrook, um, of course. Yeah. 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 They're probably the biggest. There's a few that are, you know, kind of catching fire. Edmund's Oast. I don't, I don't really know what you get in Tennessee. We Tennessee get Edmund's like, Oast and I've had a few of their beers and they're, they're, they're pretty good. And uh, yeah. we used to do, uh, we used to work with uh, Birds Fly South as, at, at a Greenville. Oh, green. Yeah. yeah. And um, they made some fantastic beers. Yeah. Uh, Sean at Birds Fly South, uh, you know, definitely. I would, so Ed Westbrook probably like, reintroduce the goza to most of the country yeah the uh, westward goza is kind of like world renowned yeah yeah did a hell of a job doing it for sure i don't know about the key lime pie goza is not really for me uh but i love their regular one i just <laughs> i like beer more than dessert i think yeah i think uh, so yeah and then sean up at birds fly south i mean he like he turned me on to like new styles of beers and new techniques that uh it, it's fun to still kind of beer geek out a little bit on the science of it yeah rather than just like how many how many moon pies can you fit in that stout? You know, uh, I like fun yeasts and fun temperatures. So, well, I think with them, I mean, the, the two the two beers that really kind of like struck me as 
beers I really like by those guys. Uh, Biggie was great. It's just like a base sour beer, which I think is fantastic. Plus, I'm a hip hop head, so anything that's related to Notorious B.I.G. I'm into. And then yeah. even just Blueprint. Blueprint was just a really fun, interesting guava IPA they did. And that's hard to kind of harness fruit, which is always just temperamental as it is with uh, with IPAs. You know, you can either have it over carved or this or that. There's so many different things with it, with it, with a tropical fruit like that. And yeah, I mean, he uh, his brewery is cool too, man. It's like a wooden warehouse, and uh, I'm pretty sure he keg conditions everything too, and bottle conditions. So um, it's impressive too to be able to dial that stuff in like that. Yeah, I mean. I, I miss them being because they were in Nashville for a little bit and it was just really hard to kind of like focus in a small, I don't want to call them a nano brewery, but just a very small brewery, not being able to really produce enough beer for just a local community and then moving over to Nashville type thing. But yeah, I do miss those guys. And yeah. hopefully next time I'm South Carolina, love to check those guys out. We're not talking about birds flights out there. We're talking about Holy city, my friend. We're not talking yeah. about that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, with with business, I mean, I don't, we don't really have to talk about business or anything like that, but I'm just curious to see how, like, what's been kind of like the brewery situation or taproom situation with you guys, with everything kind of going on in the world. I mean, everything yeah. everything is so different and, and weird in the world right now. I mean, either going straight to just straight to consumer type sales or doing this type of stuff. I mean, just curious yeah. to know how you guys are how you guys were doing before, during, and, you know, hopefully what the future holds for the business yeah. and you guys in general, you know? Yeah. I mean, before, you know, the shutdown or whatever we want to call it right now, uh, things were going really well. We, like I said, we moved into a brand new brewery. Uh, we started brewing there in March. Mm -hmm. uh, the tap room opened like December. Um, and it, you know, I mean, our tap room before it, it was your buddy's garage. It was roll up mm -hmm. doors. There was one bathroom. It was outside at the end of the building. Uh, there was no air conditioning. There was no heat. Uh, so that was a, a selling point and also a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people like the rustic vibe. Uh, so the new building, it's probably like the same aesthetic, if you will. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of seats at the bar, big roll-up garage doors. Uh, we do have air conditioning. We have indoor bathrooms. Oh, full right. kitchen. So it was really kind of cruising there for a little bit. But we moved into, we moved out of, off Dorchester Road, which is just like a not the best part of town, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no one walking. No one was ever was like, "Oh, look, there's Holy City. Let's go yeah. there." It's like I'm going to drive to the brewery, not walk to the yeah, brewery. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> put it in their GPS to get there. Yeah, uh, the new brewery is much more in a neighborhood, kind of like an up and coming. It's called Park Circle in North Charleston. Okay, um, so it, it we definitely like got the neighborhood but on our side. Um, unfortunately, after like three months of being open, we had to shut the doors. Uh, like everyone else in the country, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, having been around for so long and having grocery store sets and all this other stuff, we were able to keep up with distribution a little bit. Um, uh, we certainly had plenty of beer. We actually had too much beer in the tank, probably because none of it was going out for draft. Yeah, so uh, we pretty much operate one. at like a pretty much 50-50 draft mm -hmm. cans. Um, so when you have 120 barrels of beer and you only need half of it, there's nowhere else to put the rest of it. Uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah so that was tough and then we you know then you have to stop brewing and then you run out of cans so that was part of the problem um the ppe loan the ppp loan came what is it ppp i think P it's ppp opp yeah. whatever you want to call yeah, it something like that loan yeah. came through uh <laughs> they were able to get kind of like back on staff we were doing to-go food and to-go beer out the window 
Um, so we're doing like $5 growler fills and $30 cases just to move through just product. Just to move really. through product, yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, we're actually making more money selling it for $30 out the tap room than we are selling it to the distributor. So, uh, yeah, that three tier system is always working in everybody's favor. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, pass the savings on to you, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, we probably, we were probably allowed to open for outside dining uh, probably about like a month and a half ago now, maybe a month ago. Uh, and we were really lucky because we have a ton of property right on Noisette Creek. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what an acre is, but like, there's a lot of property. It's a, it's a big, big, big place for people to hang out. At. I'd say we got like two big places for people to hang out. So a <laughs> uh, bunch of picnic tables along the Creek, some shade, we put umbrellas up. Uh, there's a catering company that basically just like gave us a party tent because uh, nice. it was they weren't holding any weddings uh, and we rent them from them every now and then. Uh, so we, we have a tent outside so we're able to sit under. We've opened up inside for like partial dining. Um, I think there's like maybe 40 butts for chairs inside, something like yeah. that. Whereas I think our capacity is more like 240. Mm -hmm. uh, so with all the space outside in the tent, we're trying to do everything kind of like whatever we're told we should be doing, I guess. Being responsible uh, with the whole Yeah, we're, we're not doctors. We make beer, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if this is what they say we should be doing. We're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and if the moment we were able to open, we did with strict guidelines and the staff's on point, they're doing the mass and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a weird, you know, scene, I guess, but um, it's everyone's scene now. So yeah, it's Charleston's, you know, in the deep south, I don't know if we're calling the low country the deep south, but as much as Nashville is really, you've got some hardos that want to- southeast, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. don't want to do stuff and they're, you know, don't tread on me. The first to secede is South Carolina. Uh, so we get <laughs> we're going to follow through with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so the coast of South Carolina is a lot, probably more like understanding liberal and all that kind of stuff. So that everyone's P's and Q's a little bit, you know, and then then now we're you know tearing down statues and changing the names of like every street in Charleston pretty much because yeah that's the kind of town we live in so it's kind of the same way in Nashville I mean everything's kind of like you know there's protests and there's you know get get rid of this bus to this uh, Confederate you know general or you know leader or something like that and do this and do that I mean it's I mean to to your point with Charleston kind of being like you know the liberal kind of center of the state where Nashville is kind of still the liberal center of, of the state as well too you know and you know we're we're dealing with you know downtown businesses that are either closing or having to scale back because just the spread of everything it's who 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 would have thought i mean i'm i'm in my mid 30s i'm sure you're you're close to that as well too yeah and living in a world that just doesn't we're not used to i mean i'm not to say it doesn't make sense but it's like damn who would have thought that we would be this this would be our I don't want to say, I mean, it's hyperbole if I'm saying, oh, this is like our World War II moment, or this is our Vietnam moment, or this is our fall of the Berlin Wall moment. I, I don't I don't know what yeah. it is. You know, it's just kind of a... Yeah. Luckily, yeah. My, my wife and I have been able to hold on to our jobs and work the whole time, which is more than a lot of people can say. We've been really lucky with that. Um, listen, man, I like drinking beer, but I can stay home and drink by myself with the best of them. So uh, can I. I wish I, I could. I, uh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Um, so I really feel bad for like, man, I start thinking about like when I was 18 and graduating high school and going to college and like the amount of parties and get togethers I had with my friends, like that's gone now. And take it for granted. Right? Experience. Yeah, man. It's, I can't imagine being 18 right now, but 
this is a 21 plus podcast so this is i mean i hope i don't, I don't know whoever wants to listen to this at the end of the day it's, it's fine it's fine this is this is for educational purposes only at this point so yeah. i mean this is a time capsule podcast so maybe yeah. i'll bury this podcast digitally somewhere and somebody will dig it up and it's like wow this guy was talking about all these important things in 2020 we, we try to forget about 2020 because that year sucked <laughs> it'll be like beards were really a thing then they were and it's funny because like you know at the end at the when i got home today uh from from a long day of work a long hot day of work being on the stream i was like i'm gonna shave this beard off and i was gonna shave it off before you and i actually spoke but it, i guess it would have been really awkward if like you had your beard and i was like fresh-faced like kid it definitely gives you a little more clout <sighs> it gives me something i don't know if it's clout or if it's yeah. just kind of like well this guy can grow hair on his face like yeah you're right i yeah. can so for sure well, I'm going to pop over and open another beer because yeah. uh, this is something you, you didn't mention, but you did send me this as well. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeast wrangler. So I'm very interested in this. So well, gonna, if you like IPAs, you're going to like this one. Well, double IPA, I'm interested in why you're calling it yeast wrangler because are you using some special or using some wild yeast? Are you using some something extra? No, it was here? more of just kind of like a nod to the brewers themselves as people who like, you know, we're, we're cultivating yeast and, and counting cells and moving it from tank to tank and adding it to batch to batch. Um, so there it's, you know, it's, it's a dumb name. Some people hate the word yeast apparently. Uh, well, I can see there's other things that might not. Right. But it's very much a very big part of brewing. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so the people who, you know, I guess maybe if they want their non yeasty beers, but I call those yeasty beasties. Uh, it's about 10% on the dial. 9.5, uh, me, man. it drinks yeah. a little more like eight, seven and a half. It's really smooth. Yeah, it's really, I mean, and you're using almost all the sea, uh, all the sea hops, Centennial, yeah. Cascade, Chinook, a little bit yeah. of Simcoe in there as well, too. But yeah, it's pretty much the same build as that overly friendly, just the Imperial version. This thing is, it's really good because it's, it's what I would expect out of like a double IPA or like an Imperial type thing. And I mean, 12 ounce can, nine and a half percent. I mean, you guys are putting the work in on this, uh, on this yeah, beer right here. 9.99 at the grocery store. Can't beat it. That's bang not for buck all day, baby. Not, not in Nashville. <laughs> Nashville's got like the, or Tennessee has like the worst beer loss, don't they? Uh, we rolled back on a few things. I mean, uh, we, we were just. Tax is the bad one, right? Oh, I mean, there's so many taxes and there's so many things uh, going on in Nashville. I mean, the sales tax is already high here. It's like, over nine and a half percent sales tax, but then liquor tax is like 25%. And there's just so many, and just in the past, maybe year, year and a half, they just started allowing uh, liquor stores to be open on Sundays because the blue laws will still, were still in effect here. I don't know how that really affects you in South Carolina. I don't know if it's still that county, bad. County by county. Liquor stores are closed on Sundays, but you can okay. buy beer at the grocery store. So you could buy wine at the, at the uh, grocery store now. Uh, liquor stores are open on Sunday now. But uh, when I first visited Nashville way back, this was probably about eight, eight years ago, maybe even nine years ago, um, they separated all the liquor stores by, it was low gravity and high gravity. Hmm. Uh, low gravity was from 0% to 6.5%. Anything over 6.5% was considered liquor and needed to be uh, put into a different section with your Jack Daniels and your um, Bailey's and everything else. So it was very odd interesting weird concept like yeah i can't get thing, like anything here really I, I it's like i can't get rogue dead guy over here in the beer section i have to go get that over in the liquor section so it was 
very weird. I mean, I'm from Miami. I'm from Florida originally where yeah. nobody really cares. You know, you do whatever you want down there as, you know, recent things show right now. I was, um, just in, I was in Miami uh, for the fourth. For the fourth? Yeah, I went down there. Well, the beaches were closed, but I live on the beach, so it wasn't. Okay, it's like I see the beach all the time anyway. Yeah, so, so we had a resort pool. We stayed in South Beach. We uh, we took a boat through the Everglades, the fan boat in the Everglades. Okay. We had a good time, man. It was did fun. You eat, I like, did you, I like did you eat alligator or frog legs or uh, you know, seafood? I mean, you're in Charleston, so, so I'm sure you're used to char- seafood in Charleston area. I wanted to do like stone that. crabs, but we just didn't pull the trigger. Stone crabs, between you and I, my friend, stone crabs are a little overrated. They're overpriced. Oh, they're a little overpriced and overrated to me. I'd rather have like Jonah crab or something like that. I like Jonah sure. crab. Um, there's way better seafood out there than yeah. stone crab. Yeah, we had a couple of really good sushi nights, and uh, we have some friends that live in Fort Lauderdale, and so we okay. stayed with them for a couple nights, and then did the resort in South Beach, and we ate we ate really well, spent a lot of money. It's good. Oh, you yeah. you will you, the 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 tab will add up depending, especially in South Beach. You'll you'll end up spending a ton of money. Yeah, but I mean, what else are we working for? You know, can't take it with. I, I really don't know anymore at this point. What are we working for? What's this all mean, JT? I yeah. wish I knew. I don't really know anymore at this point. I need the answers. <laughs> so what, else, uh, what other cool stuff you guys are uh, cooking up at, uh, at the brewery right now? I know everything's kind of in a standstill, but I mean, uh, you know, you got the core stuff, you got the fun other stuff. I mean, you got the cool ship, hopefully firing up in the fall and stuff like that. Um, any collaborations you guys are working on or is everything kind of just – Let's stay put. Let's see where we're at in the next uh, little bit and kind of go from there type thing. Collabs have always been like a big part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little complacent recently. or Well, we've just been a little repetitive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite beers we've ever made is a collab with uh, RJ Rockers out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a beer called Half Calf. It's a coffee milk stout. It's awesome. Uh, not the season for it right now, but we'll get yeah. that back up in a little bit. <laughs> Um, we did, so Holy City and RJ Rockers did the first ever like South Carolina collaboration beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a fun one. And we, we pretty much have done something with them every year. Um, we've done inter Charleston ones, uh, cross state ones. We've got a really good relationship with Noda Brewing out of Charlotte. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're usually thrown into the mix with them a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think if we've done, we've, we've been kind of getting into a little bit of the brewing for a restaurant and things like that. Okay. Uh, we just we ran a promotion during uh, the shutdown essentially to raise money for the staff. So we basically laid off like forty people on yeah. the staff, like all the tap room and kitchen staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we offered up a program to whomever really. So for twenty five hundred bucks, they got to uh, sit down with br- the brewers and design a beer, uh, come in and brew it, package it, and then we'd throw like a catered release party, like a an album drop for fifty people. So that's there's really a cool person party. Yeah. So they get to brew their own beer uh, and we sold, we sold like 10 of them. Uh, and so we've been doing those. So those are kind oh, of, man, that's really great. <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever people want to make. Uh, one of them was like this, uh, they essentially own like gas stations, like kind of truck stoppy gas stations. Mm-hmm. And they've got 10 of them like within our distribution network. And so they were like, we want to can it. We'll design it. We want to brew it. And we're like, okay, so we're going to brew it and sell it to them essentially. So, uh, so some of some good has come from that. How big the batches? How, how big a batches were they? When were I they think that one was a six, that was a sixty barrel batch because wow. Okay, uh, we want to sell it in the tap room. We want to have it for their party. 
uh, they're local. They've got some in-laws who run some other restaurants in town. So we'll pre-sell it to them and uh, move it out to the gas stations. And, you know, in South Carolina, you can't pick and choose who buys the beer. So mm-hmm. total wine and bottles will get their share, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, they, they want it, which is great. So, uh, and it's good for, it's good for the gas station too, or, you know, or whatever we're calling the, this company Yeah, uh, to get their name out. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good partnership and everything. And they're like, hey, we're willing to, to spend this out and work with you guys and everything like that. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's a win-win situation for everybody and Total Wine and everybody else wants to pick it up too. It's like, please, yeah. by all means, please buy this beer. Because, you know. Yeah, it was like, I was like, if you're a law office or like a medical office, like, and you got 20 people that work for you, 2,500 bucks is a drop in the bucket for a party, you know? Yeah, that's, a, you, it, it, that's pretty much cool a pizza party beers. type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you got 10 friends who all want to, you know, have a party. Yeah. And then you uh, get it and then it's food and beer. It's like an open bar and food for 50 (laughs) people. So you can throw a pretty good rager. See, when you break it down like that, it's like, this is a great idea right now. It's like, if four breweries should actually do this type of stuff, it's not asking a whole lot or anything. So yeah, for sure. So that was cool. Um, there's not a ton going on. I mean, we're, we're moving out like into the heat of summer down here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that strawberry beards will be out for another month. And then we've got a, a uh, hibiscus goes called way out there that comes out with them. Uh, way out there is the tagline for like the marketing company that does a bunch of our advertisements or okay. uh, our can art and stuff like mm-hmm. that called blue ion. Um, and uh, they have a podcast too. Spoiler alert. Oh. Uh, it's called Way Out oh. There. That I hey, was on. it's a crossover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just like warp, warped away. Uh, so yeah, Blue Island's great. So that's a beer we do with them. We're finally putting it in the 12-ounce cans. Fun. It's like our sexy art series, I call it. Because like, we we've got that core lining up with a nice ribbon across the top. Yep. And then we've got some pink cans, some yellow cans, some white cans, some green cans. Like, we get a little weird with the other stuff because you need something that pops. Well, People something that just sells, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, this looks really great. I mean, cause I mean, in, in, in all honesty, I mean, it, when I was just first drinking beer, when I was just getting into it, I, I want to say 90% of the time, but probably 80% of the time, it's like, Oh, that looks really good. The beer could either be good or not good, but it was like, Oh, yeah. this is a great looking can. I'm going to try this at least one time. So, yeah. I mean, that's how people buy wine too. I mean, that's how I always bought wine was like, it's ten dollars and it's cool looking. Yeah, it's like the the wine could be, I don't know, it could be like formaldehyde. But at the same time, I'm yeah. gonna buy this because this this bottle's fucking dope. It's really great yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, that totally works for sure. Uh, and then the words, the descriptive words you put on it, sell beer. Um, you know, I I take I sometimes take issue with people being like, I love uh, hazy New England hazy beers. And I'm like, well, what do you like it that it's hazy? Like, that's just the word. Yeah, what, yeah what are you looking for? Anything. Like, say, yeah. tell me you like really like hoppy fruit forward beers. Like, because haze doesn't taste like anything. It just looks terrible. Haze is a descriptor, not a, it's a, it's a, how your beer looks, not necessarily this type of thing. I mean, you're a New England guy. I mean, I'm, I, I yeah. don't know if you take offense to this or anything like that. You're like, this is crap. Uh, this, this New England stuff, I don't know about this. I, would I, mean, I certainly think that they taste good. I, there's a reason why you put it in a can, though. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, because they like, look yeah, like banana milkshakes to yeah. me. It's just not my thing. I, I poured one out the other day in a, in a glass. I was like, wow, this thing is turbid. Yeah. And uh, I like that word turbid. It's a very, like, I don't know, it's a very not good word to use, but I'm like, I want to pull that out. What does it mean? It's just like, what is turbid? 
yeah. Turbid is just kind of a, it, it's, it's hazy. It, it's hazy. I mean, it, it's kind of like, it's, I don't want to say it's an off color, but it's just kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It looks thick. That's how I always. Thick, thick, yeah. hazy, okay. uh, uh, lava lamp-esque. I don't mm. say lava lamp, but that doesn't sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. Some of them might be into it. I bet, some, there's a lava, I bet there's a lava lamp beer out there where there has to be I mean, green shit in it. Well, dude, people are doing, you know, like sparkles in, in, in the cans now and doing sparkle beer. And it's like, oh, we made a beer and it's like, I don't there's a glitter in it. I'm not sure how that doesn't clog up the whole canning line. Is that ever um, come out? I really don't know because I never asked the question, but uh, there's only been a few breweries that I know that have actually done it. Yeah. And I guarantee it's been a super extremely small run because they probably were maybe halfway through the canning process like we can't squeeze any more beer out of here there's too much yeah. glitter stuck in our in our in, in, in our things right now <laughs> i would just imagine like on the canning line like the head that releases the beer into the can has got to have glitter on it still like that maybe. stuff doesn't go away i mean i guess it's maybe people are hiring the mobile canning lines it's like well you guys uh, deal with this <laughs> It's like we're not going to clog our we're not going to clog our, our our canning line for it. It's like that's the whole reason we've never put glitter. We do we do a beer called Sparkly Princess, and we wanted to put glitter in it. But it's like you thought about it. it was like hmm, let's let's do the let's do numbers on this. Like glitter yeah. clogs lines. We need this yeah. canning line in order to make more cans. Yeah, I've got to run one. Pilsner tomorrow. Yeah, I can't <laughs> have a Sparkly Pilsner beer. Or anything yeah, like that. we so, could. Yeah. You could. I mean, it, hey, everything. Everything's on the table at this point now. Whatever we can yeah. do to sell beer at this point. <laughs> right. So um, I'm still enjoying this yeast. This, this yeast wrangler is really good right now. Good, man. I'm glad. Did you get two of it, those or just one? Uh, you gave me two, actually. Yeah. Nice. yeah you gave me two. I can choose which two because there was like a few twos and a couple of ones. Yeah. You gave me a – well, I don't know. Maybe you gave me one. I think you gave me one of the Bubba and you gave me one of the yeast. So I think I'm drinking one of the uh, both of the one-offs right now. But uh, yeah, I think that you got the basil saison too, right? The madame yes, basil. Yes, yes, you gave me that one as well too. We I haven't, ha I haven't popped that, that one open yet. We just canned that one that morning, so I hadn't even tried that batch. Yet. Uh, See, you should should have been better communication. I, I could have could have had like a war premiere right here or something like that. So. Yeah, that's a beer we do like throughout the year. Uh, it raises money for women's charities. It's mm -hmm. it's a uh, some states have like the Pink Boots Society and yeah. things like that. We, we have a uh, lot of breweries that do Pink Boots here and there. The one in Charleston's called the Brewster Group. Uh, Brewster's what they used to call like the original female brewer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sarah Gale, who owns Tradesman Brewing in Charleston, kind of started it with one of the female brewers at Frothy Beard. And uh, they, it just raises money for, I think this year it's 180 Place, which is like a battered women and children's shelter. Yeah. See, and, and, philanthropic beers are always something we're looking at. Yeah, they're always a lot of fun. Because uh, did you guys jump on the uh, All Together uh, project or anything like that, or um, anything else? Is kind of is that the one that just came out? The uh, Black is Beautiful. Uh, the Black is Beautiful is the one that uh, uh, Marcus from Weathered Souls. He kind of worked with that and everything like that. And then yeah. the All Together was the one that uh, Other Half kind of worked with, and a lot of other breweries were working with, like Other we, Half. Uh, we didn't get on either of those. Uh, Common House Ale Works here in Charleston did the thing with Weathered Souls. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like our neighbors, essentially. Okay. Um, we kind of let them have it. We helped out with the brew process. We gave them some grain, kind of like to be a partnership, if you will. For sure. Uh, the last like big multinational, whatever you want to call it, was the Sierra Nevada beer. 
Uh, oh, the uh, yeah, the, for the fires and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was called at this point. A lot of people did that as well. A ton of yeah. breweries did that in Nashville as well. Yeah, I, I feel like almost everybody did that one for the. It was uh, good. It was a, it was a single hot pale ale. It was mm -hmm. like let's get back to the roots of what made Sierra Nevada famous, and it was delicious. It was my kind of beer. I mean, it's West Coast single hop, easy. It's like here's one hop, here's the malt, here's the yeast, here's the water. Yeah, We're gonna make an IPA. Stuff. It's yeah. like this is great. I love this thing. Yeah. But I mean, uh, between Black is Beautiful and like even the All Together collaboration, it feels like. It sucks in a lot of ways. I mean, it's great that everybody's doing it, but you know, this has been like the year. Almost, I mean, between you know the the, uh, the campfire beer that they did with Sierra Nevada, and now even this year, it's like it's been so many, um, you know, collaborative beers, which is great. But it's like it, it's unfortunate that everybody has to come together for these unfortunate events that are going on. Yeah, it's in nice the world, <laughs> like a community, because the community craft beer is really. Uh, special for sure i mean it, just having the friends that i have now um i hope people aren't doing it just as like their own marketing ploy mm -hmm. or things like that i think it's great um i'm sure there's breweries that are trying to do it that aren't getting the press for it and aren't getting the, of course yeah the recognition around the country that mm -hmm. they should or could um there's charitable beers that are happening all the time at your local brewery right down the road from you raising money for charities that are there where you live yeah uh, so that that are also important too so and stuff that doesn't make it onto reddit you know so. well yeah it doesn't make it on reddit or any of the other social networks and everything it's just yeah you know what we like about collabs is uh sorry to interrupt we're like no, about collabs is, uh, really getting together with the people in the community i mean the fun part is drinking beer and watching the brewers make it yeah uh, and you guys come up with an idea together and then you all get together and uh, Sean from Birds Fly South, circle back, full circle here. He has a tip where he brings a bottle of rye whiskey and takes his basically like his wort liquor and makes hot toddies with it. That's his like uh, collab beer uh, game. So, he'll, so you know, you start your you mash in at eight in the morning and mm -hmm. you got your wort coming out at like nine thirty ten, and yep. he's making hot toddies. <laughs> so, uh, it's a I never good... even thought about something like that. That's like yeah. next level stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> to be it's green tea yeah i wouldn't think about like it's like ward is like oh well ward is like pre-beer you know you're not really going to use that it's like well i'm going to do some hot toddies with it. it's like damn yeah well i'm sure i'm sure that's something he picked up from brewing beer with someone else and uh is now sharing it with holy city or whomever and then you yeah pass that on to someone else so there's some fun stuff you you always learn something when you brew with someone else so well yeah there's a new way to mash a new way to transfer something but to your point, just collaborative, collaborative thinking and everything. It's like, look, you know, have you guys ever thought to do this or do that? It's like, no, but thank you for at least passing on knowledge. I mean, every, everything in a lot of ways can be very clandestine. I'm like, ah, we don't really want to tell anybody our trade secrets. Like, you know, yeah. everybody's going to do what they're going to do at the same time. And why not pass on some really cool knowledge? I mean, for everybody is making beer for their own neighborhoods their cities this and that and everything like that like i really don't feel especially if it's a small little thing like a hot toddy with wort or something like that that's not taking away my market share away from anybody it's a, a cool idea for friends and everything you know it's telling a good story and now i hope there's people listening in nashville and beyond that are like oh dude 
dude from birds fly south cool i should try his beer sean is i mean i, I met sean and he, he's, he's a cool, cool dude and everything man yeah. and he, he's, he's super super smart too. i mean anybody yeah. who does, who's a hip-hop guy is i love i love a guy like that so <laughs> i was the i was the uh as white as i am i was the underground hip-hop director at clemson radio station for two years too oh yeah for the college radio station yeah yeah great time right. good times so underground hip-hop so who who are your i guess who are your top who are your top five dead or alive then so my favorite like group is tribe called quest they're just okay. some of my favorite rappers um i'm probably more into like the group side of rap mm -hmm. uh, i love the far side okay uh, i would take jay-z over tupac or jay-z Oof, oof, it's getting, it's getting spicy in here right now. It's a now. little heated, yeah. I'm not a big Man. Tupac guy. Uh, he's good, a little poet, but I don't, I don't really consider him like the prophet that everyone speaks of. Well, it depends if you're talking about like Tupac before death row or Tupac during and after, during death row type thing. You know, are you talking about really? Machiavelli Tupac? Are you talking about Brenda's got a baby type Tupac <laughs> before he got signed to, to, to uh, with Suge and everything like that? It's like, I feel like that's always been like the two tales of tupac in a lot of way like digital yeah. underground tupac or death row dr dre tupac i don't know so it's true yeah i don't know yeah, hip-hop's it's just something i've always liked and get along with and my tastes evolve through the years and i'm like really into just like beats now and just like producers and stuff. And I, it used to be like lyricists and uh rhymes and messages and now it's more just like beats pretty much that's kind of how it how how it kind of turned into it's like the producers became the uh kind of big time thing when you think about okay it was like even in the you know late 90s it was like okay timberland came around swiss beats came around i mean dj Premier had been around for a long time and even in the, eight, in the early 90s he had large professor and stuff like that but then later on it just became do you really care about the lyrics of um low uzi vert probably not uh, i don't really care about this guy but oh man the beats banging do i really care yeah. about the lyrics of drake probably not but the guy who did the beats are it's pretty good most of the time Absolutely. So, yeah just uh, uh, these are, i remember being in college and like the, the radio station was like underground you couldn't do anything and i remember a college dropout came through like mm -hmm. the rotation which is like you should play it but like it's got no label at that point yeah uh, now and kanye was like i mean shit's weird now but well, now it's yeah, a little bit more complicated now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't deny the first couple albums. I mean, he 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 went to a different level, but now awesome. it's like it's like college dropout, graduate, things like that. We're like, man, these are really like him as a producer and even as a rapper. He was pretty good as a rapper, but he surrounded himself around you know better lyricists than him sometimes. But now, to your For point, sure. things have become complicated at this point so <laughs> yeah i guess prefer 90s the, hip -hop. next time you're in charlotte if, if you're a, a beer and hip-hop guy there's a bar in charlotte it's a bottle shop called salute uh it's in north davidson uh and their whole tagline is like sour beer hip-hop enchiladas they have a little like taco kitchen uh and jay's really jay and his wife are really good people too so uh, if you ever make it to charlotte salute and they have a bar brewery upstairs now too I'm heading to Asheville in October. I know that's still a little bit of distance away, but a couple hours, yeah. a couple hours away. So it's like, oh, that might have to be a, a wife and I type of trip going on or something. Like that. I've never been to Charlotte, but I've, I've heard great things about it. So, yeah. 
hopefully everything will calm down. I can actually travel and do stuff. You yeah. know, well, the South is open, so they'll let you around, I guess. It's like, hey, uh, JT said you guys are great. It's like, JT? It's like, yeah, JT from Holy City. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a homie. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, so they might. Yeah, they might. Just got to drop. You got a name drop on occasion if you want something, I guess, right? Doesn't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Well, uh, thanks so much for just hanging out. And I know we talk some hip hop at the end of the day. I mean, anytime I can talk about hip hop at the end of an episode, it's like, it's, this is the best episode ever. It's part of it a little bit, isn't it? at the end of the day it is i mean it's like we can't just you know, we talk about beer we talk about this we talk about that but you know the uh, tangents are kind of what make the uh, podcast go around most of the time too so absolutely <laughs> well with that being said dude uh anything else you want to shout out for holy city for yourself anything else i mean the the mic is yours i'm, I'm passing the mic to you so you got you know freestyle for a minute for me on the mic yeah I, I don't have a ton to say, but thanks uh, for uh, hosting me and yep. chatting with me about beer and hip hop and other people's beers, and <laughs> our beers. It's been great. Um, uh, yeah. Go support your local brewery. Go support your local yeah. restaurant, bar, uh, distillery, local yeah, business, you know, just do, do what you think is funny at the end of the day, I guess kind of do what you think is best for you and everything like that. You know? Yeah, so. for sure. Sweet. Well, thank you, Matt. JT, thank you, man. I really appreciate you joining myself on Beyond the Pale Ale. Um, of course, if you have any questions or you want to send me any emails or comments, questions, anything, uh, Matt at simplicityreviews.net is the best way to get at me. Uh, leave a comment on the podcast. Um, support your local brewery, like I said. Support your local uh, business and restaurants. Uh, if you're in the North Charleston area and you haven't supported Holy uh uh, Holy City yet, please support Holy City because JT's a uh, straight up G and uh, I'm sticking to that right there too. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see you guys on the uh, next episode, the last episode of the season for uh, Beyond the Pale Oil. Should be a fun one on the next one. And we'll see you guys on the other side of the world. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pale Ale. You can find more features from Simplistic Reviews at simplisticreviews.net. And remember, bottoms up.